Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff in weird, funny voices because I got nothing else to do with my life. Hope everybody's having a great night or great day or whenever the hell you are listening to this because I'm having a great night. Sea of Thieves just popped open for its beta. Yeah, we're recording Friday and I was playing the hell out of it. I'm joined tonight by some great people, some great co-hosts, and we've got uh, the person who did our uh, our new logo, which is friggin' fantastic. So tonight we're being joined by Zyberblood. Zyber, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, slightly annoyed and quickly inebriated. That's uh, that second part is the best way to be. D, how you feeling, man? Well, I was feeling like crap a little earlier, a little bit of sore, scratchy throat, but uh, I've been fixing that. <laughs> nice. What about you, Blue? How are you feeling? You look like you were smoking a cigarette over there for a second. Uh, it's the uh, it's I'm biting the damn lip. This keeps me from doing it. It's a roll of paper. That's all it is. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Zyber. I was slightly annoyed earlier, and I'm now drinking to make things a whole lot better. Way to be! And you went to uh, you drove over to Orlando, didn't you? Yes, I'm coming to you live from the girlfriend's kitchen. Ah, oh, is, is that is is that is that cherry? Is that cherry on those cabinets? It, it looks like cherry. It, no, it's actually, it's this really cool thing. It's called imitation cherry. It's oh like God. the cheapest lumber crap that they could use to build this kitchen, but still make it look like it's actually nice. So it's like a hookah with a lot of plastic surgery. Exactly. God, my nipples are getting hot right now. <laughs> and we're being joined by the good old uh, Shadow Fox. How you feeling, man? I, I almost I, I almost went MorganBS.com. <laughs> Dot com. How you feeling right, man? I'm feeling great. Just been a long week. Long, long week. I hear you. But the week is over. It is booze time. So, the most important thing about the entire evening, we got to go over this. What is everybody drinking? Now, I hope nobody's lamed out like they did last time and I was the only one drinking on the show. Because, I mean, not that I mind day drinking alone. It's just I'm trying not to be an alcoholic here. You were fairly drunk when I saw you actually last time. Probably. I've been very, very drunk lately. So let's start with you, Shadow. What are you drinking? I saw you hold up a beer. I saw Shadow hold up a beer, too. What are you drinking, Shadow? Uh, so this is Belhaven Brewery Scottish Ale that is rich, nutty, smooth. This is one of the ones that my fiancé get when we were out drinking with you on our trip to Micro Center. Nice. How is it? So it's not bad. It's not what I go for, but it definitely is nutty. I don't know how to describe these things. Well, what's the ABV on it? Let's start there. Let's start there. Uh, 5.2%. All right. All right. Nice, easy, all-day drinker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's actually pretty good. I would I, I would drink this again. So what's it like on the attack? Like when it hits the palate, what's it like? Oh, God. Oh, you're asking me to describe it. That's why I just take shots. Mm. It's uh, it's kind of like, it, it, like a Guinness, for lack of a better term, up front. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Smooth? Yeah, it's pretty smooth. It goes down easy. You could chug this all day. I like it. I like it. Well, Zyberblood, I saw you hold up a beer, too. What are you drinking, man? I cracked into that uh, Cascade uh, Imperial IPA. Um, I gotta say, it's not what I was expecting. It was actually much better than I was expecting, and it's fucking kicking my ass. Um, when I take a sip of it, uh, it doesn't taste like your typical IPA. It tastes very malty. Really? Yes. It, it tastes like it should be a stout, but on on the middle, 
there's like a caramel taste, like a sweet caramel followed on the back end of that um, rich hop taste. So what you're saying is if you want the hoppiness, you got to get to the back end? Yes. You have to go to the back end. I'm okay with that. What about you, Blue Shark? What are you drinking, man? I am drinking another Florida beer. It is uh, daughter, or sorry, Three Daughters Brewery. It's uh, in St. Pete, and it's their ble- uh, sorry Beach Blonde Ale. And um, so it's 24 IBUs, and it's 5% alcohol by volume. And what I really like about this is they got this scale on the side of it. Like it's a, like this whole little graph thing says style, blonde ale, has the alcohol volume, and then has like a scale. It's like a taste, a balance of malts and hops, and it's got this like finger that's pointing from like sweet to bitter, and it's got 24 IBUs, and it's a little close to the sweet end. I'd have to say it's, it says citrus notes, but you barely taste them. Um, and as far as a comparison to something that I know, it hits smooth, but then it has a slight bitter aftertaste. It kind of just lands near the tip of your tongue. Ooh, okay. Um, so it's it's got that kind of like that smooth start, like a blue moon would have. But a blue moon, you really get that citrus comparison to this. Um, and uh, this doesn't have that citrus hit like it. And then it finishes off with that slight like hot bitterness that you would get out of like something like an IPA, like on the very first hit of the tongue with a taste. Very nice. Well, I myself, I am drinking a new rum. I went to the liquor store and I said, hey, I need to get some new rums. And of course, when I was there, I found um, I found Kraken. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get some Kraken. Uh, so hit up on some Kraken. But then I saw this one and I said, you know what? I got to get this. Uh, mostly because I read the back of it. And I'm going to give you a quick read of the back of it. But it's called Papa's Pillar. Uh, Ernest Hemingway is on the front. 24 Dark Rum. It's uh, 43% by volume, and I'm about half a bottle in, as you can see. Um, so, But the back of it is really cool. It says, Papa's P- uh, Pillar Rum was inspired by Ernest Hemingway's passion for adventure and good drink at the end of the day. Crossing the Caribbean on the yacht, the Pillar Papa's relentless spirit and seafaring exploits inspiring us to rediscover the finest rums of the favorite ports of call. In true Hemingway spirit, the Hemingway family donates 100% of their profits from Papa's Pillar Rum to charity. So I thought that went really, really well, especially with what we've been trying to do with Humble Bundle and, um, you know, donating charity via that. So because of our partnership with Humble Bundle, we've actually donated, uh, and that's actually later on the show, we'll pop that up. Um, We've donated a bunch to charity. So that's really cool. But let me get on with the quick flavor test of this. So I've done the normal thing that I do whenever I have a liquor. I've got it in a mixed drink, which I've been drinking for about the past two, three hours. Um, and then I've got it in a small brandy snifter so I could taste it just straight up. So I'm going to tell you what it's like in the mixed drink first since I've been drinking that. It's really nice. It's very, very smooth. It actually has a very, very rich, dark rum flavor to it, which is super, super nice. I really, really enjoy it. Um, it's got a full, full-fledged bite. Um just just really smooth all the way through. We've got a nice flavor. If you like those darker Caribbean rums, then definitely this is the one for you. This is the one to hit. Um, now, I haven't tried it straight yet, so let's see what that's like quick. 
<coughs> Ow. Oh, that hits hard. That hits a lot harder than I expected. But if you don't breathe it inside of your windpipe as you're drinking it, it actually is really good. <laughs> it's got a nice smooth flavor to it. Um, but I definitely don't recommend inhaling it. That's a bad idea. Ugh. Uh, Cecil, I've had a couple of shots with you guys live, and I've never inhaled it. Maybe you should not suck it as hard. I, I, I started bringing, because I got these brandy snifters, and I started bringing the glass up to my face, and I started smelling with it. And I'm like, oh, this smells really, really good. And like an idiot, I kept, <laughs> I kept smelling while I was trying to drink it. So I just inhaled it straight down the windpipe. You, sh- you should take some shots out of a shot glass to uh, get yourself retrained on that. Yeah, probably. Um, so that that actually puts us right into um right into a great thing of uh oh nice nice good good job man let's uh let's throw that up there um so state of games let's go quickly let's blast through state of games here what. What? what about oh d tea? shit what are you drinking man <laughs> Rips. you're the Good biggest job, one host. on my freaking screen too and i completely ignored you oh stop i i counted i go with four it's like one two three four yeah but we have five yep i haven't been feeling well so um you know throat's all hurting and scratchy so uh so no, no craft beer tonight but i was talking to my mom and she's like you know what honey does really good for the throat so I went and backed up myself a, a bottle of Honey Jack again, and I'm uh, drinking that. <laughs> a, it's got honey, good for the throat, and B, it's going to kill whatever the fuck's in there. That will do it. That will definitely do it. Mm. Love the taste. It's so smooth, and you get that taste of honey. I, I, I love Honey Jack now. Are you drinking that straight? Yeah. yeah how, how else do you nice. drink Honey Jack? Yeah. Um, with uh, Coke. No, if you're gonna do anything when you're sick, you got to mix it with a little lemon. Yeah, I'm allergic to lemon. <laughs> God what about a honey? Life hates you. What's that? What about honey? No, honey's already in it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so it's making me feel my throat feels a lot better, man. It's awesome. So we were supposed to have Geek Squatch on this evening. Unfortunately, um, we started up and he couldn't join us this evening. But hopefully, we'll be able to get on get him on next show. Um, we try to hold off as long as we can, but things to do, people to see, or or strike that, reverse it. Anyway, state of games. Let's get on to state of games. D, since I so like horribly went right by. Uh, um, let's talk to you. What's your state of games, man? What are you playing? How do you feel games are today? Right now, I feel pretty good. Uh, Cecil, of course, told me earlier. Uh, hey. Sea of Thieves beta's going on all weekend, so I loaded that up on the computer, and I was just uh, having fun sinking in the ship <laughs> and getting stranded on an island. <laughs> so far, I tested that out. That's just a few minutes ago. I tested that out. Um, been hopping on when I uh, am stressed out. I come home, I hop along, play a little Terraria. Uh, been trying to, before I go to sleep at night, I like to kick back in my bed and play a little um, Pokemon Ultra Moon. I was just trying to get 100% Pokemon in that, so just playing around with that. So just uh, a lot of handhelds lately, actually, the past few days. I think Shadow can relate to uh, playing a lot of handhelds. Yes. He definitely can. Yes, I can. What about you, Zyberblood? <laughs> What's your state of games, boss? Well, um, my state of games is I've been revisiting uh, Skyrim. Um, I realize, you know what? 
I played as everything but a high elf and uh, Argonian, which I'm going to tackle Argonian after my current thing of um, the high elf. <clears throat> so, yeah. And probably later tonight after the podcast uh, and see if the use is finished on the computress, I'll be hopping into that. Fan friggin' fantastic. This past week, uh, Skyrim has helped me release a lot of fucking stress. So, I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, fan friggin' fantastic. Skyrim's a great, great game. I mean, I, I rag on Bethesda for releasing buggy games at first, but they really do release a lot of freaking content to them, though. I mean, they really are great games. How about you, Shadow? In the same vein as Zyber, waiting on a good game to play, I eventually just said, screw it, went into The Witcher 3, hit New Game Plus. That's my life. Right now. Running away from things that want to kill me. How did, uh, what was it, Veronica or, or Kimberly or Katie? Vicky? What the hell is her name? You gotta get more than that. The wraith that wrecked your face. Oh, oh, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny from the block. Oh, God, yeah, Jenny. So uh, I was so used to basically being stronger than everything in the game. Going into a new game plus is actually really painful because it quickly overlevels everything that you even had. So I'm just sitting there like, oh, this should be easy. She wrecked me. Uh, so I said, can't do that. Went and ran around for a while, leveled up uh, a lechen with a level of question mark, question mark, proceeded to chase me through the forest. Not even going to lie. And uh, yeah, I eventually leveled up one level, went back with some stronger stuff, and wrecked her day. She didn't even touch me the second time. But there was a lot of screaming. From you, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was like 90% me screaming. Yeah, because yeah, I remember I was there, or at least uh, I was at least on Discord, and I heard you. It was hilarious. That was that was the lechen situation where I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god, no, 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 oh god, oh god. Okay, I'm safe. And then I turned around. And then I was not safe because he had chased me. Which is really weird because he moved really slowly, but he chased me. So, yeah. Alright. Was he playing Was he playing a game where it kind of sounds like his dating life? <laughs> little from column A, little column from column B, and column C, and probably column F. So, Blue, what's your state of games, man? Well, I have been playing little to no games this week, with the exception of Solitaire and Pokemon Go. But last night, I finally got some gaming in this week, and I played Borderlands with uh, you and um, Shadow here. Um, When everyone was on the same page, and we all knew that it's my first playthrough, it was... It was fun, it was enjoyable, but before that it was kind of like frustrating trying to figure out what the heck's going on and just like all this stuff. But, uh, I I mean, it's it's got, you know, it's an older game. There's some things that they can improve upon, and apparently you guys have mentioned they've improved upon it. But um, I'd have to say right now I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm just not happy with the amount of time I'm playing right now. Yeah, so... I tried to prep Shadow a little bit before you got there because I knew that you had done a, a huge gap between the last time you played it. So I knew you were going to have to take some time to kind of like reacquaint yourself. So I was like, hey, Shadow, just heads up. This is his first playthrough. So we got to we got to go real slow so we can, you know, he can absorb the story, can really get, <laughs> get acclimated. And Shadow's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's cool. 
Like you were sitting there, you're at a vending machine, and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna complete this." Uh, sorry for the cutscene. Um, yeah, maybe you didn't see it because I I triggered it. Uh, yeah, so we're done here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would like to uh, formally apologize to the group into the world. I'm incredibly sorry for just throwing massive amounts of loot at your feet, then running away to get more. Yeah, I, I was fine with that when you flip the car over a over and made it so we had to walk in the next part until we could find another vehicle that was not cool i was trying to get them to mate so we'd have a third car uh-huh they were lesbian cars though yeah and that didn't work out so well all right i got a question for you blue are you excited for the bulbasaur event coming up on the 25th i believe it is Mm, the 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 problem I have with Pokemon Go starter Pokemons is that like I'm level like 28 and I get someone that's like a combat power of like uh, 150 to like 200 and I swear to God I go through more Ultra Balls than any other Pokemon with berries and it's just I don't want to I like went through the headache of leveling up. Bulbasaur into Venusaur, and now I just like I look at it and I was like, really don't want to deal with that headache again of leveling up another one. Um, how about the wind event that they have going on? I mean, I'm taking advantage of that. Like anything I capture is like double XP. That's nice. The eggs, right, right. They're all right. I would like to get more of those lar- larvatars. All right, all right. Um, how about uh? The um raids. Are you like finding time to hit those when you can? I've found those locations, but the problem with the raids that I'm coming across right now is the legendary ones can't be soloed and I cannot find a group. Right. That's my issue also. Yeah, the first legendary raid I ever did was with Sukin or however the hell they say the ice dog thing i don't remember um but uh it was outside of a pf chang's and i just happened to be walking around and it was just like oh crap i'll do this and there was like five people doing it and it was like great didn't catch the guy at the end of the day but uh every time i've seen one of those there's no one around to do it even at i was at epcot last weekend and no one was doing it and i was just kind of like well that kind of sucks a highly populated area and no one's messing with this Oh, well. Uh, for the record, I think it's pronounced Suicune, and that pretty much mirrors how it happens in the game where they just randomly appear, and you can't catch them because they run away. So, yeah. Now you know the pain of 10-year-old me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I played that one before. Well, my state of games, I've been, uh, I have been actually trying to diversify a little bit this week. So I played some Borderlands with you, Blue. Uh, I was actually playing some Borderlands earlier that day just to just to muck about and, and get through some of the leveling on some of my other characters. And I've been playing a bunch of Chrono Trigger at uh, at night when I lay down in bed. I've been... Yeah, Zyberblood was talking about it, I think, last week. And he just got a bug up my ass about it. I'm like, you know what? I want to go back and revisit this game. So I have the DS port. And I'm super happy with the DS port because it's kind of like the best of what was in the PlayStation and the best of the Super Nintendo mashed up with like I think it's got like and I think it's got an extra I think it's got the thirteenth ending in it. Which I still haven't actually seen. So I'm excited to do that, go through that and uh, and start cracking through, get some more chrono trigger in my life. I've also been playing some Sea of Thieves. Uh, I played the beta I think it was last week or the week before, 
and I'm playing the hell out of the beta this week. I was actually playing it right now. Like I was literally just playing it before we started. Um, I'm going to be playing it after we're done and I'll probably not be sleeping whatsoever so I can play as much of this beta as possible. Uh, it's fun. I really enjoy it. Solo is very, very difficult, especially when there's a four-man crew rolling around because they will wreck you every single time. But it's it's still entertaining. I still I still like it. I still think it's fun. And if other people play, I think it'll be I think it'll be even more fun to run around and gank people. Now, do you find that there's a lot of griefing currently with that game? Griefing. Define that for me because I've had a lot to drink. Well, people would in the dark zone, for example, to take a more recent game where have some kind of a player versus uh, enemy, player versus player environment. Um, they would just kill you just for the sake of killing you. They wouldn't actually like kill you for your loot. They just kill you and they just run off. Well, unfortunately, you can't see if somebody does that because what you typically are doing is you're going and looking for people. If you see a ship, you have no clue if they've got treasure on that ship or not. So you just fire at it, board it, try to steal it, whatever you can. Just because, you know, um, I was facing up against a galleon a little while ago and I was in a little slope and I was going around it really good. And I was wrecking it. I was getting some low-level hits on it. I almost sank it once. And my little me against like a three-man crew, I almost sank it. But uh, yeah, I ran out of cannonballs. But I mean, you don't know if they've got treasure on them or not. D, do you say have something? About to say it's a pirate game. I think it's nothing but creeping. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a super fun game, though. Um, I I was a little bit pissed because I went out again. Me playing solo. I went out dug up some buried treasure, had it on my ship, rode all the way back, got back to port, figuring that port was a safe zone. But no, port is not a safe zone. So I get my treasure chest, I jump off, I start swimming ashore, all of a sudden I'm getting hit. I'm thinking, what the hell, is there a shark? I turn around, there's two players, like, sorting me. I'm like, son of a bitch. So they killed me, took my treasure chest, and that was it. But now I know, and knowing is half the battle. It's like real life. When you get ahead, then someone comes up behind you and stabs you. The other half of the battle is a, a quarter blue lasers and a quarter red lasers. Nice. Nice. I'll take eight. Well, one of the big things that we have going on, um, especially just this rum, which made me think of it, is the charity events and stuff. Uh, I did a 24-hour stream not too long ago, November, for TPC. We did the 24-hour stream for gaming. I know Zyber tried, uh, tried to participate in that too i think you almost got 24 hours how long did you get 16 i got uh almost 16 i uh ended up getting really sick because i drank seven energy <laughs> drinks uh, never that. drink seven yeah yeah in, in less than 24 hours too that was the worst part about it wait wait didn't you like drink those within the first like five to six hours of your of your gig nope i uh i pretty much had two an hour Oh, um, well, okay. To every other hour, rather. Okay. Right. Cecil will attest to how much energy drinks I drink, and even I wouldn't attempt that. Um, needless to say, I, uh, I vomited profusely all over myself. I, I did a very hard, brief micro crash in my chair, woke up to vomiting on myself. Oh, that's disgusting. It was bad because I was there. I was there with him, and it was it was bad. 
he vaporized for a bit. And I'm like, I hope he's okay. Then he came back. He's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm like, dude, you get the hell out of here. Get some rest. Go clean up. Take a shower. Burn those clothes. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, I still can't drink an energy drink right now because all I can taste is vomit. It was rough. That, that's the worst when you have something associated with that. But the cool part about it is that we still raised a bunch of money for charity. And I know Stainsby has got a charity event coming up May, what is it, May 20th? May 26th, actually. 26th. Thank you very much. I knew you'd remember that date. So May 26th. <laughs> right. And the cool part, like, I don't know about you guys, but I actually enjoy being able to say we're working towards charities. I mean, just like with our Humble Bundle partnership, you know, every everything that somebody buys with our tag on there, it donates to charity, and you know, we get to we get to track that, and we get to see who's been, who's you know, not who, but we get to see that people have been donating and how much money we've actually raised for charity just by continuously putting it out there. So, it's really really cool. It's a great function. Charities are a great thing, and it's really cool that people can make charities around video games. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the really nice things about it is that you usually see these people show up for these these shows, and you just see like like twenty dollars, five dollars, one dollar. You see like someone drop like a hundred dollars on you know on some of these mainline uh, uh, big name events, and then even in the smaller ones, you see people just throwing money in there just because someone knows. Like in the case of Stainsby, he's doing something for cancer research. Someone knows usually. Is unfortunate, but someone usually knows someone who's had cancer or they've had to deal with, and they're like, you know, like, fuck this shit, you know, like, fuck cancer. So here's some money to help, you know, get rid of that evil demon in this world. Have you, well, here's the funny thing Stainsby's in England, correct? He's not in Ireland or Scotland. He's in England. No, he, yeah, he's in, uh, he's in the United Kingdom. Uh, I forget which area. He's in this, he's in the Southwest. He's over by the, he's over the university in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. I remember, I actually, yeah, I totally remember it now. God, I'm really drunk. Uh, because I, when I went over there, I was in Weymouth, and he was only about an hour, hour and 15 minutes away from me. And we were going to go try to hook up and hang out, but it just, it, it never worked out. Just had too much going on. But the cool part is, is that, uh, well, the cool part is that he's doing it for cancer. Now, the weird part is that you take a look at cancer and people in the U.K., and people in the UK, like a lot of people get cancer there. Like almost every one of my family that lives over there has had some sort of cancer. It's really weird. Yeah, that is very bizarre. But it makes it a great place for them to do this charity. Then more people donate. Well, also one thing I wanted to bring up is that we were talking about, I mean, loosely talking about doing a GNA charity event. I think that's something that we could pull off. Fatty liver research. Exactly. We should find a charity for fatty liver research <laughs> or, or, or cirrhosis of the liver. And we should find a charity for that and donate all of it to that. Not a bad idea. But I mean, I, th- I think we could pull it off. I think with the people that we have in GNA, we could just like do a 24 hour stream, but just trade it off between people. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. I like uh, Jesus. I don't know. I mean, you did full 24 hours. But, I mean, I can attest to being up for 16, and I was just, like, turning into a zombie at, like, hour 15 and playing video games. Yeah, I, I know that it was rough for me. I mean, it was fun. 
But I didn't realize that how much I really, really need that like hour, hour and a half of sleep a night. Yeah. Um. If we're gonna do uh something on the lines of like liver disease, I think I will be a a, a candidate for a liver transplant soon. So just may as well send all the all the proceeds to me. <laughs> I think my dad's already on that list. <laughs> for the um time that I spent doing that uh, extra life event, I was doing great until I got sick. Add him to the kidney list, too. <laughs> yeah. And heart transplant. Probably do. Yeah. Wait, we're not harvesting organs from D since he reproduces them? Well, we could. I mean, that actually is a good idea. Are, are you guys compat- compatible? I have no idea. A positive for me. O negative, baby. I think I'm A something. I don't remember. All I know is that I can steal Cecil's organs. <laughs> You're A, eh? <laughs> I, I'd be positive he ain't sticking no needle in me. Funny thing is, is that I've got this weird thing. It's called a vasal vagal response. If you stick a needle in my arm and you fish around too much, I actually will pass out. Not because you stuck a needle in my arm. Because I mean, I don't like needles. Don't get me wrong. A needle sticking into my skin is abnormal, and I don't like it. However, if you stick a needle in my arm and you fish it around a little bit, all of a sudden, no, 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 no. That's like just a jab. Like a tattoo is a jabbing needle in, like, bop, bop, bop. This is stick in up to the vein and, like, do something. If it fishes around too much, I actually will pass out. Now, the best part about this is that when I pass out, I get up and I try to go places. Like, I don't just lay down and be like, ah, doing the jellyfish on the ground. I actually get up and I walk someplace. <laughs> and it takes people to hold me down and make sure that I don't go someplace. Weekend awesome. at fucking Bernie's with this guy. Dude, it's it's weekend at Bernie's too. Like, there's a voodoo. Play the music. Exactly. There's like the music going on and I'm going, I'm trying to get places. Well, here's a thought. What do you guys think about revisiting like, on a charity stream, what do you think about revisiting the first game we've ever played? What was that for me? That's a good It'd question. Be great. Can we do this together? Because I'm pretty sure the first game I played was Candyland. I think I did it about age, just stop shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was still shitting myself when I played Candyland. I didn't think about that one. Was it Mario Kart? I will have to um, load up the Raspberry Pi and play uh, Pitfall and Burger Time. Pitfall and Burger Time. God damn. I think it was Asteroids for me, actually, after if you taught video games on the Atari 2600. Um, one of the Super Mario Worlds on the uh, I think it was the Super NES. Goddamn kid! Get off my lawn! What about you, Shadow? What do you got? What was the first game you can remember playing? I, my memories are really foggy because I think we maybe lived in Italy at the time, but I want to say it was like Mario Kart. Like my earliest memories are like playing Mario Kart against my brother, who was way better than me. Like on the Super Nintendo Mario Kart? I mean, it's got to be Super Nintendo. It can't be Wii. You're not that young. Yeah, Super Nintendo age. Maybe like Donkey Kong Country. Oh man, Italy was a blur for me, actually. Well, let's let's talk about Pitfall for a second. Like Pitfall, that game was brutal. Like that that was back in the day where games were just difficult. Like that's how they made them go longer. 
Exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, when we got our first Atari, which was a couple, well, yeah, I'd say a couple years, two or three years before we got the launch um, NES, the only games that we had were Pitfall, Burger Time, and uh, uh, I think it was Donkey Kong. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, the old Atari. Those were the only games that we had. And yeah, all three of those are rather difficult games. <laughs> and unforgiving. Combat, baby. Combat? Yeah, an old Atari game, Combat. Oh, God, yeah. You could do the tanks against each other or the little, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, li- the tanks were literally like little 8 to 10 pixels with like one pixel sticking out as a as a turret. And it would shot little like a single pixel at your opponent. I I just want to point out for those of you who don't know what Burger Time because I, I mean I never played it on the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, but there's this guy with like a striped shirt shirt. Uh, it's like red with white stripes, a bow tie, sleeves rolled up. He's got the kitchen apron on, the chef's hat, and he's like holding a burger and he's like walking or sorry I'm sorry he's running away in fear. Because there is a sausage, a very menacing sausage with like arms and and legs, and he's wearing sneakers, which he hasn't tied, and he looks like he's going to kill the man. And then there's like a sunny side up egg that's also coming at him very menacingly, and then behind him like a pickle, who's also looks like he's very pissed off. And this guy looks like he's running from his for his life. That's burger time. No, Burger Time is a game where you have sort of a uh, layer of platforms with ladders and pieces of a burger with these add-on things that chase you around. And you have to build the burger and not get hit by these add-on things. It's sort of like a foodies um, Pac-Man. It's like an assembly line. You've got to make a burger in the proper order. It's um yeah, the, it was back in the day where they had cover art and their cover art had nothing to do with the actual game <laughs> cuz they sold the game by how good the cover art looked. This is true. Beware the angry sausage. Woo! He looks so angry and a little bit rapey. Hey, if you want a video game, like, family-themed costume for, like, the next con that you're going to, this may be a good idea. Dude. The angry sausage or the angry pickle? Well, like, it's, like, dad, someone, someone's going to be the chef, and then someone has to be the angry sausage, the angry pickle, and the angry sunny-side-up egg. I'm sure if you have an older daughter that wants nothing to do with the family, especially in events like this, she'd probably do pretty good as either the angry pickle or the angry uh, sunny-side-up egg. This must be a Japanese thing, but what does the egg have to do with a burger? You've never had an egg on a burger? No, apparently I'm not from the weird places of the world. Mm-hmm. This is all American, baby. You have not lived. Yeah, you got you got to have an egg on a burger, man. Yeah, oh, dude, God. that's that that's not like a overseas thing. That's a here thing. Dude, you gotta have a fucking moose knuckle burger. Seriously, you need a moose knuckle burger. He's not wrong. Well, come down here and make one for me. Is that a sexual position? Maybe. Uh, no, but it is a term for a vagina, which when we had um, 
the Moose Knuckle Burger at the Tipsy Moose in Latham, Cecil and I, that is. Um, it was fucking delish. It was amazing. Yeah, so Moose Knuckle is, is Camel Toe's bigger, uglier cousin. I, I showed you why it's called that. So I was actually, cause, uh, and, and granted, I wrote these friggin' show notes, so I'm trying to think back as I'm writing them. And I'm actually trying to think back to the first game I played. Like, the first game I played was, like, tag. So, I mean, that, that doesn't really count, because that's just running around, tripping over rocks, and, you know, throwing shit at your friend. The first video game I can cognitively remember playing was a game, it was it was on an old Commodore 64, and it was called Fireworks. And now, it, it, it technically wasn't a game, but it kind of was, because you had to design a fireworks display... And as you designed a fireworks display, it would then go off in all its pixely goodness on the screen. <laughs> it was it was horrendous, but it was just amazingly fun. Um, actually, you know what? No, no, that was the first game I played where we lived in Salem. The first game, the first video game I played was a game called Battle at Midway. Anybody remember that by any chance? I remember you talking yes. about it once. I think that might be the actual first game I ever played. It was an old uh, basic game that you could play in DOS, but it was actually written in basic. And it was literally the battle at Midway. And it just like the Yorktown was a Y in this grid. (laughs) And you literally told it like move here, move there. And there would be like you'd say, send a hundred planes over this way. And it would send whatever planes it had. So it's basically basic. It's it's basically basic. That means everybody drinks. Because we all remember that that drinking game. Well, all right, so we what was the first game that like I mean, you've got the first video game that you ever played, and of course, that's that's like got a, a memory in your head, but what's like the first video game that you remember that really just left a mark? Like just really really like totally hit you. And and just either completely change your view on video games or completely change your view on genres or whatever. Oh, we got uh, we got D. D. I think had his, he wanted to say something first. So D, what you got? I was going to answer the question. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, yeah, what is it? What do you got? It's on uh, the original NES. It was the Legend of Zelda. That just once I played <sighs> that game. I mean, I love the Mario. I love the Atari. But once I played that game, that adventure, that exploration, that's it. I w- I was hooked on anything action adventure or RPG. Everybody's played Legend of Zelda here. Please tell me everybody's played Legend of Zelda here. All right, I'm getting some nods. On an audio podcast, nods work really well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just not the one he's probably talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I've gotten through it um, five consecutive times in a row because, you know, it had that lovely feature of it changed every time you played it. All right, Zelda. What do you got, Blue? What, what was what was the game that really like just like changed your view on gaming? Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Like, I, I've played like James Bond before, and it was more like shooting my friends, and then playing. I like I've gone through. I'd gone through like Mario sixty four a bit, but I'd have to say that that was the first game where I ever like played it, completed it, and went back and played it again and again. And it was just like, it was the first game that ever like gripped me, like story wise and just everything. Like I got, like I was, I was one of those people who was like playing this game. I was like, you know, it'd be really cool 
as if they would actually remember that I freaking saved their asses back in the day. Or if I could actually get like some recognition for like killing off the final boss at the end from like all the townspeople, but instead it's like, no, we don't remember you. We have no idea who you are. It's just like, son of a bitch. What about you, Zyberblood? Well, it's a toss-up between two games. Um, I I fell in love with the Final Fantasy series when they released America's One um, on the NES, but also around the same time, I fell in love with Boy and His Blob. Dude, Boy and His Blob, were you giving jelly beans? Yes. Dude, that game was yes. incredible. Yep. I loved it so much that I had to get the um, updated version that they released on the Wii. And it's not the the same feeling, but I still enjoy it. I mean, I want to, like, other than my Raspberry Pi that I'm holding up that no one else listening can see, other than the people in this chat right now, I have it on here, but... I I, I want to find a complete copy of um, Boyness Bob because that that's like serious nostalgia for me. Yeah, man, Boyness Blob. Oh my god, I I remember when that game first came out. I didn't get it, and I rented it from. You remember that place in Salem, right in the corner, right opposite of Stewart's? Yeah, I remember. Um, it was a video store, and then it turned into like a restaurant. Then it turned back into a video store, and and then it was apartments, yeah. and then it was yep. a crack house or something like that. But yeah, well, I got Boy and His Blob from there, and uh, or I played the hell out of it, and it was just it was such a fun, innovative kind of like game because it was you and you had to rely on your partner. Yeah, when I first got the game, oddly enough, I got it from the feed store. Um, down behind uh, Bonfair. Uh, Salem Farm Supply. Yes. That's actually yep. where I rented the one of the games that really affected me. <laughs> yeah, they were clearing out their old games, and they had it on discount. I was like, oh, awesome. Because other than that, I rented it from uh, the Cambridge uh, video store. What about you, Shadow? Oh, my God. Pokemon Blue. Ooh the classic this is this is at a time where my family doesn't have a lot of money for video games or video game systems but they went ahead and bought me pokemon blue and you didn't think a video game could get you thousands upon thousands of hours but pokemon does even after you beat it you collect them all start new game and start it all over again you make so many friends too just Something you just take out into the neighborhood, you grab your link cable, and you just go. Well, like, you mentioned Pokemon, and Pokemon's got a great formula, especially on the handhelds. It's just a very simplistic, it's got RPG elements to it, it's got the collection element to it that keeps it going. It's really just a solid formula for a game. And they really, really nailed it. And they've just been refining it ever since. Between the generations, it's just... Those small, subtle changes where, you know, like like between generations one and three, uh, a move was a special attack or a physical attack based off the type used. And then somebody goes, 
Well, Thunder Punch, half the damage would be coming from the fact that it's a physical attack. Why is it a special? So they changed it where each move is now either a special type of move or a regular attack type of move. So they've continuously changed and modified the formula, just tweaking it ever so slightly as they keep moving forward. Yeah, and they really just keep making it better and better. And even on the re-releases where they re-release an old game like, uh, what is it, Omega Sapphire? Oh, yeah. So Omega Sapphire and uh, Omega Ruby and oh, whatever. I, I have both of them. So it's the Gen 3 remake. So it uses the Gen 6 engine, but it's set in Gen 3's, you know, the same Pokemon from Gen 3. And it still plays just as well. They've tweaked the story a little bit. But for the most part, it plays just as well as it did, even better because they made those small tweaks. So what they were going for in the first place with the three starters and how they're typed and all that and how they're specced out, the fact that they played on the Gen 6 engine now with the Gen 6 uh, specs, they're even better than before, plus they've implemented some other things like that. There we go. See, I have both of them. They're on the shelf down there. You can't see it at home, but I'm pointing to it. I've, I've, the, the only ones I haven't gotten, I really need to get around to doing it, is uh, Ultra, Sun, and Moon. I just haven't had a chance to go out and get those yet. What do you think about the, uh, the mega evolutions in those games? I am mixed on it. On one hand, I felt like they dropped too many at once, but on the other hand, uh, a mega swamper is a complete badass because it takes its already high attack power and then basically adds another 100 points on top of it combine that with some physical attacks it makes it for a very excellent pokemon there and it changes the formula just ever so slightly as long as they kind of reel it in i'd have to say like just looking at it like i haven't had a chance to play this game yet because i don't have that handheld but like looking at mega charizard x he looks like a freaking badass those blue flames he does. I think they've. I maybe D can attest to this since he's played Ultra. I think they've kind of reeled it back in Gen Seven significantly on the Ultras. Yeah, they they, they um reeled it back a little bit. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's not as much as as it was the you know the actual Sun and Moon. So it's it's nice that they kind of toned that back a little bit. I think it was an interesting idea, and maybe down the line, I, I would like to maybe see it limited to just starters and legendaries entirely. Because they included definitely some that weren't legendaries or starters, but just fan favorites. Oh, I, I think they should have a super mega mega move just for Rat Tatata. <laughs> but only for Joey's. Because he's in the top percentage of Rattatas. Super mega move for Magikarp. It actually does one damage. I was going to say, yeah, it splashes and does one damage. Actually, you could level up Magikarp to like a level 100 and add some attacks to it other than just splash, and it could actually do some damage. For those of you who hate yourself. Well, I got to go back. Like, as I said, I, I was thinking about this one. And granted, I wrote the damn show notes, so you think I would have thought of this already. But I really, like, I couldn't figure out one game that really affected me more than the next, but I figured out a game per system that narrows it down whatsoever. So did you guys ever play the game Top Gun for the Nintendo Entertainment System? No. Okay. So Top Gun was a, it was a very, very linear, you couldn't really fly around. It was more of like almost an on-rail shooter, but you were in a, in a, in a 
fighter jet. And you flew around and you're basically taking things out. And then you would have the opportunity at the end to try to land your ship. Or, sorry, to land your plane. So, like, as you were coming in, you'd have to angle yourself perfectly on the carrier. And then it'd be, like, up, up. And you'd have to, like, press up and then speed up. Or it'd be, like, down, down. And you have to press down and speed down. Or, say, speed down. You have to lower your speed. You have to keep doing these things to land. And it really... It really, like, affected me when it came to gaming because up until that point in time, I really didn't care whatsoever about flying or anything like that. Like, I saw I saw Top Gun. I saw the different movies that had, you know, flying fighters just in it. Never really gave a rat's ass. But playing that game really turned me around to really, really enjoy flight simulators. And I think that changed me moving forward to really, really like flight simulators um both in you know spaceship flight simulators as well as you know ace combat and things like that it really opened up the door there for me now kicking into super nintendo the game final fantasy 4 really blew the doors off for rpgs for me i played a few rpgs on well final fantasy 2 actually but long story there so i played a lot i played a few rpgs on the Nintendo Entertainment System, Final Fantasy was out. I never finished it on Nintendo when I first played it. I played it but didn't dig it. I played Mystic Quest for the Super Nintendo, really never dug it. Um, you know, even like Star Tropics, you could kind of loosely say it was an RPG-ish. Um, but I played that and I completed that, but I still, like, it didn't really affect me as much. But Final Fantasy 2, aka 4, just really super affected me. In so many different ways. Like, at that point in time, I went balls deep on RPGs. Any RPG I could get my hand on. Um, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore, uh, Illusion of Gaia. Jeez, um, the list goes on and on. And I just could not get enough of them. Like, like I just... I played Final Fantasy IV, and I saw what a story could actually be told in a video game. And it it blew my socks off. Like, I was just absolutely amazed uh, you know, I, I couldn't figure out what what not to play when it came to rpg then uh question about top gun was kenny Loggins involved anywhere mm, they probably had some sort of music in the background for him maybe i don't know I flew. yeah like mini version not actual like i flew into the Danger zone. No, I don't think it actually had that, but it had like a banet in, in like a MIDI, you know, NES version. I mean, they couldn't put like actual voice in there. If it did, it would more sound like you know, that's all you'd really get. I'd listen to MIDI Top Gun or Danger Zone. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. And I think I'll stop there because as soon as I start getting into Super or like PlayStation, actually Genesis had a good, uh, had a really really good game, um, and it just completely flew out of my head. I got to stop drinking so much rum. I'm now three quarters of a bottle in, by the way. <laughs> I really got to lighten up on rum. Good job, bud. Actually, just reminded me, uh, like one of the original Sonics might have been the first game I ever played, but I don't really remember that much. Yeah, there's just been a lot of really, really great games that came out. I mean, I've I've been playing games since, like, freaking ColecoVision. So, I mean, there, there's just, there, there's so many great, and, and the cool part about growing up through that is that you got to grow up with it. 
Like nowadays, I feel so bad for kids nowadays because you've got Call of Duties, you've got Battlefields, you've got Destinies, you've got all these games that are just, I mean, blockbuster games. And they just never really got to live through the agony of just all that shovelware, all that, all those shit games that you just like couldn't, couldn't wait to play like Rambo, like Rambo for the Nintendo entertainment system. You watch the movies and you're like all excited. Oh, they're making a game Rambo. Oh, I get to play a game Rambo. You play it and it is awful at best. And then, and then, like, way back when, you get, like, E.T. for the Atari, and you're like, oh, my God, they made a game. E.T., I got to play E.T., this is going to be incredible. And literally, it was a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's unfortunate that they don't make any games like that. They're, like, headlines. Like, I mean, like, apparently, I think they've made seven Harry Potter games, but, like, I stopped hearing about it after, like, maybe the third movie. And it's just like, I, there's some movies that I watch sometimes and I just go, man, that'd be really great if that was a game. They'd probably fuck it up, but it could be cool. Well, there, there's just so many really great games out there. And actually, Cyberblood just typed in chat a really, really great uh, a great thing. Some games that really, like on PC, that I know affected me. Not necessarily the game itself, but like mods that came out for it. Half-Life. You guys remember that, right? Never played it, but I've heard about it. What? No, it's Half-Life. I've never totally played that, ever. I say, Blue, I am going to kick you in the balls next time I see you. Square in the sack. Oh, fuck you. Dude, Half-Life was an incredible game. Half-Life was an amazing game. I mean, the engine that they used for it, and then when they went to Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and Half-Life 2 was meh. Wasn't Half-Life the usher to fear? Uh, maybe. I mean, honestly, playing Fear, you can see a lot of uh, you can see a lot of inspiration brought from Half Life. I could definitely see that. I just personally, this the the psychological story in Fear was just outstanding in my opinion. But um, Half Life, I mean, wasn't that like a PC based game? Well, so was Fear. Yeah. Well, I didn't get much into PC games. I just happened to come across Fear on YouTube one day and I just ended up getting consumed by it for like half a day. Fear was good. Fear was good. But d- you guys heard about what Steam's doing, right? Uh, yes. Um, they're nope. they're getting back into games. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm laughing too goddamn hard. Um, uh, they're getting back into games again. Yeah. Yeah, Steam is getting back into games. Are are you are you laughing at anal fissures? Because I hear that's not a laughing matter. Um, no, I'm I'm laughing at you, Blue. I'm laughing at you, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, that's acceptable. Yeah. So Steam is coming back to the world of gaming. Um, they had a big, big press conference with the guy. I forgot the fucking guy's name. I should have wrote it down. I, I know. That I like. I can see the guy in my mind's eye. That doesn't help anybody who's watching or listening right now because that doesn't help you whatsoever. Talking about the CEO? Yeah, the like the guy who's normally super hush hush. What's his name? Gabe. Is his name Gabe? What's his last name now? It's like some weird. Newell. Is his last name Newell? Yeah. Gabe Newell. Okay, let's cyber chime in. Um. Okay, I just want to say, Cecil, you're starting to go into a little bit of a Christopher Walken right there. <laughs> So I had that uncomfortable piece of metal. 
shoved up my ass for two and a half years. Is that how you got an anal fissure? No, no, it was the anal sex that gave me anal fissures. Huh? Sometimes you got to have the anal sex. That's the guy. That's the guy, Blue. That's that's, that's the guy. That's Gabe. His name is actually Gabe. It is. It's Gabe Newell, and that's uh, November Echo Whiskey Echo Lima Lima. That dude needs to change his name to something way more epic than that. He has more money than you'll ever dream of. I don't care. With a name like Gabe Newell, you've got money. Change your fucking name. It's like, it's like, you guys saw that movie Hoodwinked, right? The bunny is going through all the people like, Boris, you go do this. Uh, Zavetka, you go do this. And Keith, change your name. Nobody's scared of Keith. Like, oh, look, here's Keith. He's going to invalidate all of our keys now. <laughs> he is. We're going to log into Steam and he's going to be like, fuck you. My name is a derivative of my Steam account. Mr. Newell, I'd like to uh, point out that I may or may not be associated with these people. Um, I just got to the point of having almost 300 games on Steam. So if that ever happened because, I don't know, Cecil made fun of a guy's name... I'm going to be really fucking pissed. And I will laugh. I will laugh until I cry and shit my pants. I I fully support you, Gabe. You're my buddy forever. I support you, Gabe. I'm just saying you got to change your name, dude. Like, seriously. Nope, that, that is nothing. Like, Elon Musk, that is the name of, like, oh, my God. It's a dude who fucking launches a car into space. You hear that, but you're like, wow, Gabe Newell. It's like your next door neighbor who comes outside and boxers and a wife beater and is watering his lawn with a friggin' hose. You don't know his life. Yeah, he may not wear that wife beater. <laughs> All right. Um, it's like the name Gaylord Fokker. You you seriously got to change your name. No, but Gaylord Fokker has meaning. Like if 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 like. Okay, so if I knew a dude that was actually named Gaylord Fokker, I would be his best friend. And you know why? Because I would walk up to everybody and say, hey, you know this guy? This gay this Gaylord Fokker. He's a gay Fokker. I'm his best friend. I'm the best friend of a gay Fokker. And I, I would be sitting there, like, towering over most people going, go on, say something about it. Come on. Come on. Say something to me. So much rum. I'd say it's, it's it's beautiful thing. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. But seriously, I can't walk next to a guy named Gabe Newell and be like, "Hey, dude, I'm best friends with Gabe Newell." I'd be like, "What? Are you gonna water his lawn too?" And a wife beater? And be like, "No, shut up." No, but seriously, Gabe, we love you, man, and we're really super glad that you're getting into get video games again. We're glad Steam and Valve or fuck, I'm drunk. We're glad Valve is getting into Steam. Fucking, I can't even speak now. Shit. Somebody quick, take over before I fuck the whole show up. So we're, we're glad that, um, Valve is actually making video games again because we're, we're, we were excited about the video games when they first came out and now we're hoping that they're going to just be even better. Except for Artifact. Trash that, please. All right. So how about, um, Nintendo's announcement, Cecil? Yes. Nintendo. So they announced a whole shit ton of games. There was a there D forwarded me over a YouTube video, and there was a shit ton of games that they've uh, they've announced. Um, a lot of ports over from some old games. D, why don't you tell us about that, man? Actually, first I want to touch on uh, SquareSoft's portion of it. 
game I've been really waiting for. They're adding, they've uh, showcased adding a few more characters to their Octopath Traveler that's upcoming. So that was... Okay, so for, for us people who have not played that, tell us about Octopath Traveler. It's Octopath Traveler is an upcoming Square game where it's like the old uh, turn-based RPGs. Uh, basically, it's a good homage to the old-school uh, JRPGs. But it's using basically the uh, pixel art, but they're using what they've created uh, that they call high-def pixel art. So the backgrounds are really high-def with the characters doing it, uh, you know, being the pixel art. And they, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm watching one of my windows of my videos, and Cecil's just making the ugliest faces. I'm sorry. I'm reading what somebody's typing in there for the for the, the episode name, and I died. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we already, what did he wrote? Because I'm, I'm not even saying so it. So he just he just wrote in there, GNA episode 109, Gabe Newell watering his lawn in boxes and a wife, Peter. And I don't know why, but <laughs> I just found that very funny. And I could, I, I'm glad I at least muted myself for when I started spitting and snorting. <laughs> I just totally derailed my train of thought. <laughs> oh my God, I can't log into Steam anymore. That's so weird. <laughs> Lord, I apologize for that. We've been banished. Sorry, go on, man. But anyways, so a- anyways, it looks really exciting where it's a really good blend of, of more HD graphics and pixel art. And it it sounds weird, but it really looks pretty. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the whole Nintendo thing is they've got a bunch. Uh, the pirate wants to talk. Nope, the pirate wants to clean up his mess. Bad pirate. Bad pirate. But they've got a lot of remakes coming out. They've got a... Um, whole slew of stuff. They've got some additions to the Splatoon 2. They've got, well, the pirate's got a busted keyboard now. God damn. Cecil, I think you're breaking the show and your keyboard. At least you didn't spit on your webcam and dit. Not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. It looks like I gotta take him back to Micro Center, where he'll browse around for 20 minutes to an hour, and then order it on Amazon. <laughs> yep. So, the camera been, has been killed, and it Looks like the keyboard's dead, too. <laughs> Wait, is he walking around in the same clothes he went to work in? Probably. Those are. I just want to point out, this time, this time is not my fault. I repeat, this time it is not my fault. All right, looks like we're going back to Micro Center, Cecil. Again. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm starting to chuckle and laugh too hard. Zyber, take it off. Take it off with the Nintendo. <laughs> you take this part. Good job. Um, I know nothing about the Switch releases, so yeah, that's that's on you guy. It's all good in the hood. So they they've released actually they they teased on one really really great game that I'm super Smash. excited about. Smash Brothers. They also had a tease of uh, no, uh something No More Heroes related. You know, I never really got into No More Heroes. It, it was a cult classic. It was definitely an under, under, uh, underrated hit, I think. It, it was fun. I, I can believe that, and I'm sure that if I really gave it some time, I probably would have enjoyed it, but uh, I don't know. I just, he had like that weird lightsaber-looking sword, and I was like, man, that's a ripoff of something. I can't figure out what it is, but damn. It, it was kind of weird. It was like it was almost like black and white, but you had the sword, but the blood and gore was there. Yeah. Yeah, like overkill. It was very artistically done. It was very artistic. All right, well, we're back in functioning. I mean, my keyboard is dead, but we're back in functioning. 
I'm more pissed I just spilled that rum. You know what? You know what? I'm really, I'm actually really kind of disappointed, Cecil. You stood up, you emptied the keyboard right on the ground. You could have emptied that above your head and at least caught that on the second round and drank some of that. You're right. But you let it fall right to the floor. You're right. I could have drank that. Well, the positive part is that I had the towel that I'm stepping on, absorbing all the stuff, because the mat that I have is like this anti-static mat, so it's kind of flat. So the towel is absorbing it, so I can string out my towel and my sock into my mouth still, and I can still get some of the booze. Fair enough. That that sounds desperate. With other bodily fluids. So you mean you're going to be taking a spunky gutter shot? Yes. Yes, I am. So, uh, questions from the community? I think we've got a bunch of questions from the community. I think actually we've got a bunch of questions from Zyberblood. I think that's where it actually... We glazed right over most of yeah, Nintendo we shit. <laughs> we did. Sorry, Nintendo. But you, you made you made a great effort. You released a, you, you teased on a lot of games. A lot of actually the Nintendo Direct stuff that was coming to port. So there's a lot of cool stuff there. Unfortunately, I fucking dump booze all over it. Yeah, a lot of the Nintendo stuff is basically uh, a lot of ports from stuff that's already out on, like, PS4 and other systems. Um, but they did have the new, that Mario soccer game. Yeah. They did tease that. That looked pretty Ooh. good. Yeah. Or was it tennis? No, it was tennis. God damn, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk, too. I've, I've drank <laughs> a lot. I've drank so much that I'm actually dumping booze all over the floor, so. Mario plays with balls. Coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Pretty much. Grave Mind asks, and he said he got this from uh, from Joe Rogan. GNA needs to give their thoughts: a silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? Who wins the fight? Gorilla. Yeah, I gotta go gorilla on this one. Gorilla. I mean, well, and I can answer why. Why is that? Tell me why. Flat out, opposable thumbs. That motherfucker get all angry. Grizzly bear sitting ready to claw him. Titty twister, motherfucker! <laughs> Bitch going down. What you got, Zyber? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going grizzly. No, actually, no. I'm going silverback gorilla because you know, gorilla glue doesn't let loose. So that once that grill that gorilla gets a hold of that grizzly in a like headlock, dude's gonna choke that grizzly out. That or fucking go ballistic gorilla blackout rage and pound the shit out of that grizzly, regardless of getting sliced up by its claws. See, I don't know. I'm looking at this like a grizzly bear has got some mean ass fucking claws. Have you seen the fucking size of that friggin' paw it's got? Yeah, seven toes. Yeah, dude. And that thing, those things are sh- like, they're like cat nail sharp. They're like. They're like, you know when you cat scratch you, it's like, oh, that fucking hurt. Well, like a grizzly bear just tears that part of your whatever off. Like, it's gone. I don't know. I think I think a grizzly might hold its way up against a silverback. I mean, a silverback... Kodak bear is even scarier. I mean, like, a silverback has got a dense muscle mass. And I could see, like, it really putting up a fight. I, I really think, though, that what would happen... Those forearms, though. Well, I think if one of them, like, went... If they if those two actually went at it, I think what would eventually happen is, like, the silverback might, like, beat the grizzly. But shortly after, I think that silverback would die from the wounds it got. Possibly. I also think your gorilla has a little more intelligence and ingenuity than a 
grizzly bear does. I don't know. You fucking seen a grizzly bear, man? They are really fucking smart. Hold on. Zyberblood's got Zyberblood's having a seizure. Yeah. Um. Grizz, uh, silverbacks know how to use tools, so I think that silverback will rock into there with like a rock in hand and a club, and just start rock smashing that grizzly in the head and clubbing it, and just like making you know fucking force Whitaker moves at it. Flat out. I think this is how it's going to go down. Fucking Grizzly and uh, Silverback square up. Silverback smarter. He's a flat out <clears throat> uh, get a good one. He's going to whip that in that Grizzly's eyes, blinding him. Run up. Titty twist the fuck out of the motherfucker as the Grizzly like blindly rears up. He's going to Dick punch the fuck out of him. Fights over. Um, D, this isn't primal rage. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. You just freaking gave out primal rage. Damn straight, motherfucker. Damn straight. <laughs> All right. So where are we laying now? We saying silverback. Silverback. Yeah, blue. You're muted on that one. You might want to silverback. Silverback. All right, we'll go silverback. I think we can say silverback. Although I'm, I'm gonna say, I don't know. I think, I think the silverback would die from its wounds, but. I still think the silverback would kill that grizzly. All right, so we got one one from Remy. Why is it when we're older, we pay for things to game on or to buy games, but for some reason never seem to have time to do this that shit? Oh, man. Because I'm working to pay for it. What you got, Zyber? One term is called adulting. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much it's... You know, it's a sucky situation unless you like make like you have like a shit ton of money to retire upon and then you can just like spend all your retirement time playing video games like you've been talking about. Season. Oh, yeah, dude. When I retire, I'm just going to I'm going to sit here like I'm going to be in my deathbed with a controller in my hand just finishing out that last game. Yeah. Kids also eat up our time, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've got a, a wife need, needs attention and two kids that are small and can't be left alone for very long. They eat up a lot of time. Yeah, I think it comes down to something very, very basic here, though. I think, like, as we grow up... Basically basic? Basically basic. Everybody drink. I still have a little booze left. I can drink it. So, I think it boils down to, like, as we grow up, we always look for those things of, like, hey, I want to get that. Or, you know, oh, geez, I got to save up to get that. And then as we get older... We look at it and we say, well, shit, I'm old enough now. I can just buy whatever the hell I want. I can buy it if I want to. If I got the money, I can buy it. And I think that's like the logic that we do. We're like, hey, shit, I want to get that. Let me buy that now. We buy it, but we don't feasibly think out when are we actually going to utilize it. That would probably be why if you look behind me, you see I've got three guitars that I think I've played maybe once in the past week. So I, I think it's that I think it's that innate like we want to own it because we want to possess things, unless you're Buddhist and then you're like fuck everything, dump it all out to charity and and live with nothing and just you know a pair of sandals and some some greasy shorts. Don't you rain on par- my parade? I'm gonna play this shit eventually. But yeah, I'm totally gonna play it. Like eventually, if I don't die, like if I don't die before retirement, I'm good. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna play it. But if I do, then I'm fucked. All right, so Zyber, you had a bunch of questions there, so why don't you rattle some of those off, boss? All right. First, what's the game you love from retro days, the 80s, 90s era, that you still haven't beaten that you want to beat? 
D, come on. You got something on this. Tell me. Kid Icarus. Motherfucking eggplant wizard. I fucking hate you. Great game, man. Great game. It is, but the eggplant wizard. What do you got, Zyberblood? Come on, answer it. That was one of my favorite games. I fixed a broken TV at age six or seven just to finish that fucking game. And yeah, I beat that motherfucker. So I have no gripes. And I still love it. What about you, Blue? What do you got? Well, I did have a game for this until my final year of college. Undergrad. Um, It was Jet Force Gemini. I had it. I still hadn't beaten it. And then I went home um, after my folks moved up to Virginia for Christmas and uh, I uh, pulled out the tape measure measured out some space and figured out you know how much room I needed and I ended up uh, beating the game Um, and I think the controller just pretty much was on its last leg at that point I hear you what about you blue or fuck shadow I'm staring at shadow blue's right above shadow oh my god you're already confusing me with other people I drank a lot of rock (laughs) that's that's obvious Uh, so literally any Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, 3 from Super NES I love them but like even even like the newest DK the scaling on it towards the end is just brutal so like are you not beating it, or is it a 100% complete thing? I'm not beating it because I suck at platformers, apparently. Like, I, I can do most of the game, and then it scales up to, like, the last world, and it's just like, nope, I, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. All right, so my game, my game from that era, there's actually, I'm going to give you two, because they're two mildly different genres, but two games that still irk the shit out of me. That I still have not, I still have not beaten them, and I've gone back and I've played them, and I still have not beaten them. One game is a game called Evo. It's like the Quest for Evolution or something. Uh, it was a game where you start out as like a fish, and then you work your way up to being a land animal, and then you like become a dragon, and then you become a, a rabbit and a human. Um, I actually beat Ghosts and Goblins. I, I beat that. What do you got, Cyber? Is that that um, game on the original Xbox? With the microphone and everything? No, it was Super Nintendo. It was a Super Nintendo game. It was called Evo, like Quest for Evolution or something Evolution. And it was a really, really cool game. It had a really fun storyline. And you basically went through the different ages. And you could become a mermaid. It was really, really fun. Really entertaining. I never beat it. I got all the way to becoming a human. Became the rabbit with the big fucking teeth. Became a human. Never beat the game. Still pisses me off to this day because I've gone back and I think I've played it at least five times and still have not beaten it. Um, the second game I have is Seventh Saga. I never actually beat that game. I've gone back and I played it three or four times and never beat it. All right. Um, for myself, my game, I hate to say this and it brings me shame. I've never beaten um, Blue, Pokemon Blue. Oh, that's not that bad. I mean, there's a shit ton of Pokemon games out there. Well, I'm guessing you got stuck at Lorelei. She's, she's... Um, I stopped after going to the fucking Marowak Tower. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. 
That's actually, like, for a Pokemon, that's a super depressing, like, they've lightened up since then. Yeah, it was really fucking depressing. So it's like, it's like when I, um, it made me, uh, actually, Ra- uh, Ravel made me think of that town, and I couldn't finish Ravel. Yeah, they're just like, hey, let's climb this tower that's a Pokemon graveyard. In a game about fighting <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't do it. I Ravel made me think of my grandmother and I couldn't play it anymore, so yeah, that's sitting in my my play bank. I wanna get through Ravel, but I can't. Which is a recent game, but old game wise, I I stopped at um, the fucking Cubone Tower, and I, I couldn't do it anymore. That's fair. Well, so we've got a bunch of other questions, but what we're going to do is since we're running over time, we're going to save those questions for next episode, and we're going to rattle into where people can find us. All right, so Zyberblood, where can people find you at, man? You can find me trolling the GNA Twitter, the GNA Discord, the GNA Facebook. You can also find me trolling my um, Zyber Games Instagram, my Zyber Games Twitter, um, as well as my Zyber Games Facebook, which I keep on getting messages about updating, which I apologize. I've been a real shithead about updating that. And that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D or Z-Y-B-E-R-G-A-M-E-S. Um, and that goes for like gaming sites also. Mostly it's me, um, but there's a small chance that it's going to be a seven-year-old kid that's a real douchebag. That's not me. Nice. Only when I'm drunk I'm like that, but typically not me. D, where can Have people fun. find you at, man? People can find me at Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S uh, on YouTube. Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S dot com for my website. You can find me, same thing, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, occasionally Twitch. You can find me on the GNA Discord, chilling out. You have got my own Discord. And you can find me on Facebook. Blue, where can people find you at, man? You can find me on my own personal Twitter um, at BlueShark45. You can also find me on the GNA di- um, Twitter uh, berating people for choosing uh, the first song to ever play on their brand new guitar as Freebird um, when instead they should be playing some metal song. Um, <clears throat> you can also find me on the GNA Discord and when I actually find time to actually play video games, you can find me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thebluesshark45 or mixer.com. I tweet, I uh, stream on both at the same time. Mixer.com slash bluesshark45. Shout out, where can people find you at, man? Morganbs.com. That's M O R G A N B S as in bullshit.com. And then all my links to Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. And there was like something, a Twitter. Yes, I have a Twitter account. Uh, all of them are there under my About Me, or you can just look at my pretty photos there. But I most frequently update on the Instagram. What do you got, D? Oh, man. He has so got to have a little audio part of his website for that introduction, voiced by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> 
And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Um, if you find if you're on Facebook and you look up Cecil Xavier and you see some dude with army fatigues, that's not me. I'm the other dude. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. Uh, you can find us on Android with Google Play Music and Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, whatever the hell else you want to find us at. You let us know where it is. We'll upload there if we're not already there. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow us at at GNA Podcast or join our Discord. Just see that t- pin- pinned tweet. Facebook. We're also on Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds. Twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast. Mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. Basically GNA Podcast, wherever the hell else you can find it. And if you haven't heard already, we've partnered with Humble Bundle. So, Blue, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle? So, um, for um, the uh, Humble Bundle store, if you actually have like a specific link, uh, you can um, type in uh, this. You can type in uh, something at the end of every single link that you're given for Humble Bundle, whether it's a promotion or anything like that. And it actually gives us um, some support. And we greatly appreciate it if you did. And um, I'm not prepared for this, so I'm struggling to actually find out what that link is right now. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Cecil's not helping me whatsoever. I killed my keyboard. I can't type. Read it. I fucking put in the show notes. Oh, you did? I did. Oh. I did read it. Rip. That would be question mark partner equals GNA podcast. Oh, fuck. Cecil, how are you going to play Sea of Thieves with me tonight? Easily. I'm doing it for my Xbox. Oh. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we'd love it if you would uh, use anytime you buy something from Humble Bundle. It's a great way to support just anything, whether it's a charity, whether it's the actual developers instead of the, um, the publisher, or it also helps support us. You know, this stuff, and then also, like, your emails that we'd love to get or your reviews on iTunes really help us improve this community and this show. And guys, this stuff's for you. So whatever you can do to help us uh, know what you want will help make this place a lot better. So also keep in mind, Humble Bundle is a service where you go and you buy a bundle of games and you can choose where you send the money to. So you can send it to the publisher, you can send it to Humble Bundle themselves, or you can send it to charity. So if you want to slide that slider all the way for charity, you can give all that money directly to charity you don't have to give any of it to the publisher any of it to humble bundle so far this month we've raised and i know it doesn't seem like much but hey it's something we've raised nine bucks for charity through our partnership for humble bundle so keep an eye on it check it out just throw that question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of your humble bundle link and just before you go to pay and that will actually tag it as us we're also be throwing stuff up on our twitter on our facebook you'll see different links so please throw it out there. Um, show us show us your support. It lets us know that you're using our link and that you're showing us support, as well as it's showing some charity some great support. And also stay tuned to pretty much what is it every other Saturday, our game show night where we host the codes that we have from Hundle Bundle in game show night. Yep, all of our codes that we get that we give away on game show night are Humble Bundle codes. So show us your support by coming to join us on game show night, as well as show us, uh, show humble bundle your support 
because we're giving out those codes. Don't forget our anime night, too, because we do our anime night every single Wednesday. Blue Shark has been hosting that. He's been great on it. And he's been showing we've been doing Monster. Oh, shit. What was the name? What was the one we just did? Um, we took a, we're taking a break from Monster. We did My Neighbor Totoro, which is a Miyazaki film. And then right now we're looking for community suggestions for either the next movie that we're going to watch or the next series. It's only like so many episodes long that we're going to watch. I'm voting blacker than black. I am voting uh, Kenichi just because I love that anime. Ever since fucking Jury uh, introduced me to that anime, I fell in love with it. I wish there was more episodes than what's available. So, we are also a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community, so check them out. Also, check out our good friends, Alex and Caleb at Geek Squatch, and The Meter at We Need to Talk, a couple of great podcasts. Go check them out, listen to them, have some fun. We also want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork to come. Check him out at morganbs.com. You already heard him earlier. You can email us at gnapodcast at gnainyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats, whatever we would love to hear from you send us something because we're really tired of getting these arabian princes telling us that we've got inheritance and i just threw up a little in my mouth because i drank a lot of rum last but not least check out our website www.gnapodcast.com we're always going to be improving it we've got a little feed up right now but we're going to be adding stuff to it like a store as well as bios and all sorts of other stuff um if I make it this far, it means I only have a few more moments before I'm going to pass out. I got a, Oh, crap. I don't think I'm supposed to read that. But I had $100 worth of rum, and I've drank a lot of it already. So I think we're pretty good. I would just like to add that um, we do have a piece of media to review for the website to further the website. And also, I would like to thank every last one of you gentlemen for making this show possible. Rock on. Thank you all for joining tonight. Um, sorry, I broke my keyboard, so there's some muted shit that didn't happen at the end here, but it's all good. I can get that out in post, or maybe I'll leave it in because I want to. But hey, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, again, again, I'd just like to say this time it's not my fault. Seriously, not my fault. No, you didn't make me spit all over my camera. Good point. We need to get him some waterproof equipment. Yes, we do. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. I like cookies and cocaine and monkey butts and tits and ass and titty 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 ass 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 booty 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 boo.